Is there such a thing as a little white lie? Are white lies bad? Is it okay to exaggerate a story to make it more interesting? Hello and welcome to the Tales of Zeke and Elliot, parables worth pondering. On today's episode, Charlotte the Butterfly has a problem. She likes to talk about any news she's heard, even if she doesn't have all the facts. Join us for today's episode as we untangle the story of Charlotte's Web of Lies. It takes a leap of faith, but that's a step worth taking. If the path we face is the one God's making, when he says go, we won't be alone. Let's take a leap of faith. Two loud voices could be heard above the wind by most every resident living around the pool. The tone of their voices varied from frantic to angry to comforting. All the ruckus seemed to come from the home of the two dragonflies, Murray and Penelope Darner. The residents couldn't tell what had happened to the married couple, but they knew it didn't sound good. Murray, you could have been hurt when that wind knocked the house against the pole it's hanging from. I've told you over and over that this was bound to happen. But did you listen to me? No, I could have lost you. But you didn't. And you're okay, and I'm okay. How was I supposed to know that that gust of wind was going to come through tonight and tear up our house? Because I've said it over and over. Murray, all it would take is one good wind to kill us in the night. Haven't I said that? That's a bit dramatic, don't you think? Dramatic? You want dramatic? How about buying this house in the first place because it was shaped like a lighthouse? You just had to have it despite me telling you that it was in bad shape. Ah, love, you know I've always wanted to live in a lighthouse. I was going to do some repairs on it when I had some time. Well, I guess you'll have time now. When the sound of the crash occurred, Zeke, who was snoring on the hearth of Elliot's fireplace, awoke with a start. (laughs) Elliot nearly fell out of bed with fright at the noise. The two frogs had planned an early start to go fly fishing, but were now evaluating the damage done to the dragonfly's home. Metalark had heard the disturbance and had flown over to see if she could help. This is a disaster. It's not safe. It will be all right. Zeke and Elliot are here to help now. Well, it may take some time to get things back together. The damage to your belongings is minimal, but the structural damage to the house is going to take some time. So what are we supposed to do until then? I can't stay here. Penelope, how about you stay with me for a few days until this is cleaned up? In the morning, Murray, you could begin looking for a temporary place. Zeke and Elliot will get your things picked up and do what repairs they can. Thank you, Meadowlock. We really appreciate it. That sounds like a good plan. I'll stay here and collect our food and belongings. With a plan in place, Penelope felt better and went along with Meadowlark to get some rest. Murray, Zeke, and Elliot worked until the sun was up, and all three could no longer keep their eyes open. They agreed to meet again that afternoon after they all got some sleep. The weary frogs were ambling down the path discussing the night's events. A darling butterfly flitted over their heads towards a flowering bush. (laughs) Oh, that is a beautiful red flower. The perfect nectar flower. Ruby will love some of this for her ruby red ice cream to sell at the Stomp and Stump. I'll just finish gathering my supply and get a little extra and head over to Bicker's Pond and drop it off to her. Oh, there's Zeke and Elliot. I wonder what they're up to. No, no, no. He told me to take a box of food to Penelope, and you were supposed to set aside a box for Murray to use. Are you sure? Because I thought he said you were supposed to leave a box for her. So we left no food for Murray, and Penelope has everything. Hey, Zeke, Elliot, what's up? You two hanging out at the pool today? Hanging out? (laughs) 
No, that would be nice. We've been working. Been moving and repairing things all morning at Murray and Penelope's. Moving things? Are they moving out of their old place? Yes. Well, she is. She's been wanting to move on for a while, but after the disaster last night... Oh, I've never seen Penelope so upset. Ellie, I'm heading back to the pond. I'll see you later. I'm going to grab some french flies and sleep all day. Me too. I'm going to head back to my place. All right. I'll see you later this evening. I'll bring that extra dolly from the shop to move the boxes. I'll go with you, if you don't mind, Zeke. I'm heading to the pond to drop off some nectar to Ruby. Sure. Oh, you know what? I might stop by Jumpin' Java's to get a cup of coffee and a blueberry muffin for the walk back. That sounds delicious. So Murray and Penelope are living in two different places? Yeah. Elliot and I did as much to repair things as we could for now, but it's going to take some time, if it's even fixable. Why are Murray and Penelope moving? Did you say she was moving out? Yeah, Penelope has been worried about the situation for some time, and, and Murray was hoping they could make things work a little longer. He didn't think there was a cause for alarm. Elliot and I are trying to repair the damage. That sounds awful. It was, and things were getting pretty tense with those two. Just a lot of stress. I bet, since the two of them are separating. Yeah, for a bit. Wait, what? Oh, there's no, Casey. Charlotte, I'll catch that's up not with her what... and wait outside Drake's while you stop for coffee. But She and but... I can have a little chat. Never mind. I need some coffee. Hi, Casey. Hi, Charlotte. I'm running late again. I can't seem to get my things together. Well, since you're already running late, a few more minutes won't hurt, right? I guess. What's up? I've just heard the most outrageous thing about Penelope and Murray. Oh, I heard. Penelope was so upset. So you've already heard about it? How could you miss it? It was so loud. Woke me up from a very nice dream. They were loud enough that it woke you up? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Hey, Casey. Ready, Charlotte? Sure. We can talk more later, Casey. Bye, Zeke. Bye, Charlotte. While passing the pool... Charlotte spotted a June bug, Betty, who is heading towards her water aerobics class. Oh, there's Betty. I need to talk to her. Charlotte, I can't stop to chat. I need to get some sleep. Okay, Zeke, go ahead. Betty, hello. Hi, Charlotte. How have you been? I'm great. But you know who's not? You won't believe what's happened to Murray and Penelope. Oh, do tell. Penelope has moved out. Moved out? From Murray? I thought I heard a ruckus going on there last night. She's living at Meadowlark's, and he's mourning the loss at their house. This is shocking. As Charlotte spun the story of Penelope and Murray, the details became more exaggerated and dramatic. Charlotte headed toward the antique birdbath. A crack along the bowl's edge kept it from holding water, but now held a kaleidoscope of flowers that hung like a waterfall. She knew she'd find some hummingbirds there to share the news with. She saw Amelia first. The hummer's long, narrow bill was drawing nectar from a beautiful flower. Hi, Amelia. Did you hear about Murray and Penelope? She kicked him out. And he's out of food. He'll probably starve. They did? Really? Oh, my. That's terrible news. I know. I just feel so bad for them. Zeke and Elliot were trying to help them, I guess. Zeke was moving Penelope's things, and Elliot was comforting Murray. Charlotte was off again, heading towards the pond as fast as her tiny wings could take her. When she reached the pond, she found Esther, the turtle, who was ferrying Ruby across the pond. So Penelope told Murray that she had had enough of his constant complaining, 
and she was packing her things and getting out. This is hard to believe. Are you sure this information is accurate? It doesn't sound like them. Sure. I mean, I heard it from Zeke and Elliot. Zeke and Elliot told you this? Yep. I saw them this morning after they were headed back from helping Penelope move. Back at the pool, Carla was teaching the water aerobics class. Betty was recounting the story Charlotte had told earlier. The story had grown a life of its own. There was now a maze of falsehoods surrounding the dragonfly couple. Knees up, knees up. Remember, ladies, it's not a workout if you aren't feeling that burn. So, are they both moving away from the pool? Yes, that's what I heard. Their relationship is a mess. I've always wondered about those two. She can be very bossy. What a shame. You hate to hear things like this. What were Zeke and Elliot doing there? From what I understand, they helped them move their things. While the ladies were talking, Penelope flew by and said hello to the class. The June bug stopped mid-flutter kick with mouths open in shock. Looking good, ladies. We're trying hard. Hope you're doing okay, Penelope. I'm doing as well as can be expected. But of course, it could have been worse. How could it be worse than that? We were thinking of moving on, but this just sped things up. So how long have you two been having trouble? I've told Murray for months there was a problem. Months? Sweetie, you should have said something. Maybe we could have helped. Sit yourself down here on this floaty and tell us all about it. Penelope looked at the bugs curiously and landed on a floaty. The June bugs moved closer to hear the whole story. Murray was headed to Zeke and Elliot's shop to grab the pulley system they had told him he could borrow. On his way, he saw Ruby near the edge of the pond and stopped to say hello. Good morning, Ruby. How's business at the stomping stump? Doing good, Murray. I was real sorry to hear about you and Penelope. Oh, it's not too bad. We'll get a mess cleaned up somehow. I'm just glad my wife wasn't hurt. She's a trooper. Mess? Hurt? Why would she be hurt? Are we talking about the same thing here? I don't know. Are we? I'm talking about you and Penelope splitting up. Do what? Penelope and I aren't splitting up. Last night's strong wind knocked our house up against the hook and did some damage. <clears throat> Penelope's been after me for a while that we need to move before this happened, and I, I just kept putting it off. <laughs> Where did you hear such a story? I'm sorry, Mary. I, I honestly didn't know. Charlotte told me she heard it from Zeke and Elliot, but I knew I shouldn't have listened to her. Please forgive me. It, it's all right, Ruby, but I am going to have a talk with Zeke and Elliot about this. I thought I could depend on them. And I'll know better than to listen to Charlotte next time. I'm real glad to hear that things are okay. By now, the two dragonflies had discovered the web of lies that had spread across the pond and pool. They were furious, and each went to find the frog they thought was responsible for the misleading information. Zeke! Zeke! Are you in there? I need to speak with you. Who's there? Can you come back later? I'm trying to sleep. Zeke! This is Murray. It's very important. I need to speak with you. I'm coming. Hold on. What can I do for you, Murray? I was just trying to catch up on some sleep. You and Penelope okay? Well, I guess it depends on what you mean by that question. I just heard a terrible rumor that's going around the pond about me and Penelope. You woke me up for a rumor? Yes, I did. I was told that you and Elliot were telling people that Penelope and I were splitting up and getting our own places. What? No, I never. Elliot would ne- Who said this? Well, you've said something to someone. Oh, no. Charlotte. Charlotte the butterfly? The one who likes to talk your leg off? <laughs> yeah, and she's been known to repeat things less than accurately. 
But why would she spread lies about me and Penelope? Up the hill near the pool, Penelope was having the same conversation with Elliot. Like Murray, she had woken Elliot from a deep sleep with her tenacious knocking at the door. I honestly don't know how this happened, Penelope. I came home after we left your place and went straight to bed. We had run into that little butterfly, Charlotte, and she was going to keep Zeke company. Charlotte? I guess I should have known. She has a reputation for exaggeration and embellishing the truth. But now she's really stirred up something serious. I'm sorry this happened to you and Murray on top of everything else. It's not your fault, Elliot. Zeke and I will be by to help tonight if that's still okay. Certainly, please do. I'm going to head over to Meadowlocks. I need to figure out what to do. She has a lot of wisdom on how to handle these types of situations. Penelope flew to Meadowlarks, a dome-shaped cup of grass hidden in the meadow between the pond and pool. When she arrived, Meadowlark wasn't home, so Penelope landed on the guest room bed and had a good cry. She'd heard several creatures call out to her, saying they were hoping things would get better. From the tones of their voices, she knew they weren't referring to their house damage. Soon she heard the flutter of wings as Meadowlark arrived home. Penelope, are you here? Yes, back here. Are you okay? I will be. Did you hear all the talk? How do I fix this? Where do I start? I can't straighten out this mess on top of the mess that my house is in. I followed the path of where the story started, and I have found the source. Charlotte. Yes. I don't have time to find her and then go around clearing all this up. Murray and I have to find a new place to live. Would you mind if I took care of it? Oh, would you? I would be so grateful. You meet up with Murray, and I will find our friend Charlotte and get this straightened out. Thank you, Meadowlock. Charlotte was at the Crispy Bark, drinking a glass of freshly squeezed nectar tea. There were several customers gathered around listening to her tale of woe regarding Murray and Penelope. Meadowlark entered and cleared her throat. Charlotte looked up to see the birds staring straight at her. Hello, Meadowlark. Did you hear the news? What news would that be? That Murray and Penelope's house was damaged by a gust of wind last night? Or that someone is spreading lies about their marriage? You could have heard crickets chirping. The usually composed, wise-hearted bird had a much different look on her face. It was obvious to everyone that Meadowlark had put an end to the gossiping. Charlotte, may I speak with you outside for a moment? Okay, yeah. Do you know why I want to speak with you? I'm not sure. I guess it has something to do with Penelope and Murray. You know, Meadowlark, I heard all this stuff from Zeke and Elliot. Charlotte. I did. We were walking back from the pool, and Zeke had just caught a huge mess of fish. There was one that weighed 80 pounds, and it had stripes like a tiger. Charlotte, you have to stop. You are telling lies all over the pool and pond, and it's hurting Penelope and Murray. I would never hurt anyone. It was just little white lies to make the story more interesting. But Penelope and Murray are being hurt by this. Their marriage isn't falling apart. Their house was damaged by some wind, and Zeke and Elliot are helping them with the repairs. But I didn't mean... Charlotte, do you see the spider web in that tree? Look at all the silk fibers crisscrossing over one another. Look closer. Do you see what's caught in its webbing? Yes. I see a fly trying to escape, but it's stuck. Do you know what's going to happen to that fly? The spider is going to eat it. Yes. Lies are like spider webs. But they're not big lies, they're little white lies. Just stories for fun. 
There's no such thing as a white lie or a little lie. They're only lies. Your stories are like fibers we see in the web, and Penelope and Murray are like the fly. You've caught them in your web, and they are being eaten up by it. Did I really hurt them? Yes. Proverbs says that anyone who lies about his neighbor hurts him as a club, sword, or a sharp arrow would. I just left Penelope, and she felt wounded, just like the verse says. She doesn't know how to correct all these rumors you've spread. I never meant to hurt anyone. I need to find them and apologize. Yes, I think that would be wise. And you should really find everyone you lied to and correct the falsehoods you've spread. Oh, do I have to do that? That's so embarrassing. Yes, it will be. But there are consequences to every action, and this will help you to choose your words more carefully next time. Charlotte flew to Murray and Penelope's house to find the couple and apologize. Then she spent the rest of the day flying around the pond and pool, correcting all the lies she had told. As she made her way, she came across a charming bird bath that was filled with dirt, pebbles, and beautiful flowers. A lighthouse would fit perfectly nestled between the flowers and the pebbles. She hurried back to the Darners' home to tell them her discovery. She found them discussing repairs with Zeke and Elliot. They'd finally gotten the lighthouse lower to the ground. She began explaining her find and convinced the group to follow her to the birdbath. Penelope, I'm telling you, it's beautiful. You'll love it. And there's a little spot to put the lighthouse, Murray. It's perfect for both of you. Do you think we could get the lighthouse up that eye? Elliot? Zeke? What do you think? I think if we used the pulley system and got help from Mr. Mouse and a few other fellows, we could do it. I agree. And we've already cleared everything out of the house, so we don't have to worry about that. I'm good as long as it doesn't hang from a chain. You're right, Charlotte. It is beautiful. Beautiful? It's the ideal place for me, Lighthouse. We can look out and protect our neighbors. You can see everything that happens around the pool from here. You can? Charlotte. Charlotte. Right. Right. No more stories. The Bible has a lot to say about lying and gossip. In Proverbs 20:19, the Bible says, So avoid anyone who talks too much. And Proverbs 12:22 says, The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in the people who are trustworthy. Proverbs 10:9 says, Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. So as we go and talk to our friends and family, let our lips say only the truth that we may be trustworthy to those around us and to the Lord. Welcome to Insightful Information with Kelly and Candy. Charlotte is a character that we heard about today. She is one of the 18,500 species of butterflies and can be found anywhere in the world. Except Antarctica. That place is really cold. Candy, did you know that butterflies do not actually sleep? They do what is called quiescent. Did you say quiescent? I am so hungry. No, it's pronounced quiescent. This means that they rest, but quiescence is not the same as how people or animals sleep. Since they don't have eyelids, their eyes don't close when they're resting. When the weather is cool or cloudy, butterflies will rest with their eyes open. Wait, does that mean they can see everything going on around them while they're sleeping? Talk about a nightmare. That would be creepy. I don't know the answer to that. 
because I have eyelids and mine are closed when I'm sleeping. Now I'm hungry and tired. I could do lunch or coffee. Or both. Bye, kids. Thanks for listening today. Have you visited us at ZekeandElliot.com? There you can find all kinds of information about Zeke and Elliot and sign up for our newsletter so you never miss any news from Bicker's Pond. If you enjoy these stories, please like and review us on your favorite podcast app and don't forget to share with your friends. We look forward to meeting with you again. Until then, when God leads, don't be afraid to take your next leap of faith. Penelope and I aren't splitting up. Last night, strong wind... Okay, I gotta read over this and then I'll... I'm talking about you and Penelope splitting up. Splitting up? Okay. <laughs>